NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Happy National Grammar Day! We celebrate our love of language every year on March 4th because it is both a day and an imperative sentence. As in, march forth and spread the love of good grammar. As in, go forth and spread the love of good grammar. But did you know we've only been celebrating National Grammar Day since 2008? And we have author Martha Brockenbrow to thank for the holiday? Martha was a writer for Encarta.com and the editor-in-chief of MSN.com, and she also taught high school, and that's where she got started on her own as a grammar guru in 2004 with the founding of the Society for the Promotion of Good Grammar with the hilarious abbreviation SPOG because she was looking for a way to make grammar more fun for her high school students. Membership was free, and she took on campaigns such as boycotting Bud Light until they fixed a grammar error on a billboard, and she posted about grammar errors she and her members found in the wild. Then, in 2008, perhaps not coincidentally a few months before the publication of her book, Things That Make Us Sick, spelled S-I-C like the editor's note, she finagled to get a letter from then-President George W. Bush sending best wishes for National Grammar Day, and a holiday created by a woman with a knack for marketing to match her love of grammar was born. Martha continued to promote National Grammar Day until 2010, when she decided to commit herself to writing fiction, something she has done fantastically well since then. I'm always inspired by her books. I particularly liked the multi-award-winning Game of Love and Death that came out in 2016, and she has a new book coming out in November of 2021 called Into the Blood Red Woods that has a gorgeous cover and is described as a feminist twist on the Brothers Grimm story. Game of Thrones style. So in 2010, she handed National Grammar Day off to me for safekeeping, and I've been doing my part to promote it ever since. I'm pleased to say that National Grammar Day has been the top story on CNN. I've been on the Today Show a couple of times to promote it. The American Copy Editors Society, now known as simply ACES, has embraced the day and holds an annual poetry contest, and countless celebrities have tweeted about the holiday. My favorite is still the tweet from Funny or Die that said, Celebrating National Grammar Day on Twitter is like holding an AA meeting during Mardi Gras. Too true, funny or die, too true. I've also heard from many of you who celebrate in your own ways by baking cakes, holding events at your schools or workplaces when we did that, and even giving books as gifts. This year, I'm celebrating by making my first LinkedIn learning course free for 24 hours to anyone on LinkedIn. So you can look for that post on my personal LinkedIn profile, Mignon Fogarty. 
The 24-hour clock starts ticking when you click the link, so don't panic if you didn't hear this on March 4th. You can still go look for the post and get free access. And I'll also read the winner of the Aces National Grammar Day Poetry Contest in next week's Grammar Girl podcast. It wasn't quite available yet when I needed to record this show. And finally, I created a special National Grammar Day Spotify playlist with podcasts covering the top 10 grammar myths. Listen by searching for Grammar Girl's National Grammar Day playlist, and that's only on Spotify. So now that you know the history of our little holiday, and you can play with my freebies and look forward to grammar poetry, I hope you have an especially happy National Grammar Day. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. In honor of National Grammar Day, I thought it would be good to share some of my favorite resources with you and explain why I like them. So if you find yourself getting curious about language, you'll know where to start your research. Sometimes when I do interviews, people ask me if I were stranded on a desert island, what one book would I bring with me? And I always insist on bringing two, Garner's Modern English Usage and the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage, because they complement each other so well. Garner's Modern English Usage is written by Brian Garner, a lawyer and prolific author who also produces Black's Law Dictionary. Garner's Modern English Usage is more than 900 pages, with type on the small side, and it covers almost any English usage question you'd have. Only a few times a year do I go searching there and come up empty-handed. 
Besides its comprehensiveness, another thing I love about this book is that Garner has created a language change index to rank how common and accepted a changing usage is. For example, stage one is essentially a common error that nobody likes, and stage five is a change that everyone now accepts. For example, he defines effect with an A in the phrase to effect change as stage one because it happens with some regularity, but it's something an editor would definitely correct without any debate. But calling a delicious fall drink apple cider and calling a graduate of a school an alum instead of an alumnus or alumni are both stage five on his language change index, objected to at some point in the past, but now completely fine. Garner is a great source for a quick, clear answer and a bit of explanation. Moving on, well, Garner tends to be on the prescriptive side with its assigning of numerical rank. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage, affectionately abbreviated MWDEU, is more on the descriptive side, telling the story of how usage has changed and been discussed, sometimes going back hundreds of years. Where the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage really shines is in the middle range of language change, the threes on Garner's scale. For example, on using the word impact as a verb that means effect, as in the weather impacted fourth quarter sales, Garner has a brief entry explaining that impact was traditionally only a noun, but that people have started using it as a verb. He generally recommends against it and labels it stage three on his language change index. Merriam-Webster, on the other hand, has a two-page discussion of the topic, going through the evolving opinions of some of the famous language writers of yore and discussing the noun use and the verb use separately, with many examples and a nice summary at the end. If a topic that interests you is in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage, you'll know most of what there is to know about it. Another source I regularly use is called the Google Books Ngram Viewer. In this context, Ngram means phrases that are N words long. So a two-gram is a sequence of two words, a three-gram is a sequence of three words, and so on. The Google tool lets you search for words and phrases that appear in their Google Book corpus, and it maps the usages over time. For example, using the Ngram viewer, I can see that the use of schadenfreude in English publications has dramatically increased since around 1980. And I can compare usages and see that people are more likely to write the phrase wet your whistle, spelling wet, W-E-T, rather than W-H-E-T. If you're learning English, the Google Ngram viewer is also a quick way to check which prepositions you should use in a phrase. For example, you can see that in books, saying something happened by accident is far more common than saying something happened on accident. You can also limit your search to books classified as British English, American English, English fiction, and a few other languages now, too. I use those filters pretty regularly to search for differences between British and American English. To get the most out of the Google Ngram Viewer, you need to spend some time learning to do advanced searches that let you limit the part of speech your word can be, for example, and you have to think carefully about how you do your searches or you can get misleading results. For example, if you searched for the word deserts, you would get results that included usages for deserts, the noun, as in we visited all the major deserts, 
Deserts, the verb, as in when he deserts the project, will avoid saying I told you so. And for the phrase just deserts, which is spelled like deserts. You'd probably want to filter your results by part of speech or use a more specific search with more words. Another thing I do with some regularity is search big online newspaper sites from companies that still have strong editing departments, such as the New York Times, the Washington Post, and USA Today. For example, regular listeners may remember that I recently talked about searching the Washington Post to see if they still use the term diabetics, which they don't. Instead, they use the phrase people with diabetes. These sites can give you a quick snapshot of how certain words or phrases are being used today. One specialized website I like a lot is called Edom Online. It has the best information about word origins that I found anywhere. A fascinating tidbit I found just a couple of days ago is that the word "pretty" seems to have disappeared from the language in the 13th and 14th century. It was there before, and it was there after, but apparently it was absent except in surnames for a couple hundred years. Yet, Adam Online says people believe the earlier pretty and the later pretty have the same origin. Weird, huh? Regarding style guides, I use a lot of them, and I always try to get digital versions to make them easier to search. For example, I subscribe to the online editions of the AP Stylebook and the Chicago Manual of Style, and I have the ebook versions of the MLA Handbook and the New York Times Manual of Style and Usage. Being able to search saves a lot of time. And finally, for pronunciation of things like names, I use a site called Youglish, which lets you search for specific words in YouTube videos. And for pronunciation of foreign words, I use Google Translate. So the next time you have a question, and you know you will, those are the places you can start looking. And of course, you can also always search the Grammar Girl section at QuickAndDirtyTips.com too, because with more than a thousand articles, there's a good chance I've covered it. And a final trick is that you can limit your search to just grammar articles, because of course, Quick and Dirty Tips is a whole network with lots of different topics. But we have a menu on the right side of our search results that lets you limit your results further by topic, and grammar is one of them. So if you click on that, you'll just get articles that are tagged with grammar. Happy researching! Finally, I have a familect story from Abigail. But first, someone said they had trouble hearing the first familect from last week. The story about the daughter who was accused of not turning in her homework. It was sincerely, a combination of sincerely and seriously. No, mom, I sincerely did my homework. And now here's Abigail with this week's story. Hi, Grammar Girl. It's Abigail from California. I'm calling to tell you about how I have, how I have incorporated FAMILEX into my own life. Um, when I meet groups of people, you know how you go around with an icebreaker, everybody share your name, everybody share where you're from, and then tell us one fun fact about yourself. Everybody say your favorite color. Everybody say your favorite superpower. Well, instead of those old things that everyone is used to, I say everybody go around and tell us a FAMILEX. And then I explain what a familect is and everybody is really excited to share and it makes for a fantastic icebreaker. So the familect that I always share during these discussions is many years ago, my sister-in-law uh, made an anniversary cake for my parents-in-law and wrote happy anniversary on the cake by accident. 
And um, at the time, her error was not funny, but we made fun of her anyway. It was kind of a, you know, sensitive issue. She was a little bit upset about people teasing her. But many years later, it's a little bit funnier. And definitely when I write anniversary cards to my husband and he writes them to me, we write happy anniversary. Thanks for the show. I love it so much. Bye. Thanks, Abigail. I love that idea. I kind of hate those icebreakers, and I think sharing familects would make it a lot more fun. If you want to call with your family word story, you can leave a voicemail at 83321-4GIRL, and I might play it on the show. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find articles that go with each podcast segment at my website, quickanddirtytips.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Facebook as Grammar Girl. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sims, and that's all. Happy National Grammar Day, and thanks for listening. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.